We've got zebra mussels and sludge boats this December 7th, 2014. I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler. And it's This Week in Water. The island nation of the Maldives is sinking as climate change causes sea levels to rise. And now another crisis has hit the capital, Mali, after a fire knocked out the city's desalination plant, leaving 100,000 people with little or no drinking water. India is sending hundreds of tons of drinking water by aircraft and ship. China and Sri Lanka are also helping. The Maldives is a group of more than 1,000 islands southwest of India. The nation has become a symbol of the effects of climate change ever since the former president held a meeting of his cabinet underwater using scuba gear to emphasize the effects of rising sea levels. Last week, a three-day storm drenched Southern California, stranding three dozen people in their cars and flooding many areas. Fourteen and a half inches of rain fell in parts of the San Bernardino Mountains, and the storm sent mudslides into parts of San Diego. Beachgoers were warned to stay away from drainage outlets as runoff filled with oil from roads, dog poop, and trash emptied into the ocean. But the deluge did little to dent the drought now in its third year, and apparently it's a race to the bottom in California when it comes to conservation. Rancho Santa Fe in unincorporated San Diego County can now boast that it's only the third worst saver behind Palm Springs and Cowan Heights near Anaheim. A dubious honor, to be sure. Californians in general only cut water use by 6.7% in October, far short of the 20% the governor asked for in his drought declaration. Water board officials say affluent communities in Southern California, where residents love their green lawns, golf courses, and swimming pools, are blowing the curve by cutting water use only 1.4%. Northern coastal communities cut water use 22% for the same period. The news raised concerns that Californians are unprepared for a fourth year of drought, which would start in January if more storm systems don't follow last week's rainfall. The Church of England has filed shareholder resolutions challenging oil giants Royal Dutch Shell and BP to step up and take responsibility for their contribution to global warming. The Financial Times reported that the church has drawn on its $14 billion investment portfolio to urge the oil companies to cut carbon emissions and invest more in renewables. The church said it chose BP and Shell because they have the biggest carbon footprints of all the companies listed on the London Stock Exchange. Church commissioners cited the latest assessment report of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change released this year that the world is on a path towards dangerous climate change as contributing to their decision. And Santa's not happy with the oil companies either. Up in the North Pole, well, the city of North Pole, Alaska to be exact, Council members have filed a lawsuit against two oil refineries over water contamination. The suit alleges that the refineries allowed the chemical sulfalane to leak and seep into the town's groundwater supply and has rendered that water unfit for human consumption, endangered the health of fish, animals, and vegetation. New York City generates a lot of sludge, the gunk left over from sewage and industrial treatment processes. 
Starting in the 1930s, disposal had been handled by sludge boats, which transported waste out to sea and dumped it there. Since the enactment of the 1988 Ocean Dumping Ban Act, New York City's sludge boats began transporting waste to treatment facilities. But apparently, demand is up. Last week, Brooklyn christened three new sludge boats, costing $106 million. Officials say the boats are necessary because New York's toilets are, quote, always flushing. The Department of Environmental Protection estimates that its boats transport 1.2 billion gallons of sludge each year. According to the department's deputy commissioner, the new boats are going into service just in the St. Nick of time as families gather for the holidays. And finally this week, zebra mussels are a scourge. The small creatures have invaded many of the fresh waters of the U.S. and have caused damage to both ecosystems and man-made structures alike. They spoil beaches with their sharp shells, wreak havoc for boaters by damaging boats and docks, and clog water intakes, drastically increasing maintenance costs for utilities. But saving the lakes and rivers might be one IPA away. IPA as an invasive pale ale. Excelsior Brewing Company has launched a new ale made with zebra mussel shells pulled fresh from Lake Minnetonka. Touting it as a way to save the lake from aquatic hitchhikers, the company describes the beer as having an exotic invasive flavor with a hint of pest. Experts say zebra mussels are edible but can accumulate pollutants because they're filter feeders, so they don't recommend eating them. According to the company, all the meat has been cooked and boiled, so customers shouldn't worry, but they're staying mum on whether their mulliscale might spur the urge to cling to something or someone. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado WaterWise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org. <laughs>